This is Ron Arative. Ron Arative. Stories in the Rough. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, my first ever podcast. This is super cool, super exciting. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. Yes, I'm rocking my Taylor Swift hoodie. Love her. I went to her concert in April of this past year, and it was the best experience ever. Definitely recommend it. But anyways, I am your host, Adriana. Yes, Adriana, not Adriana, (laughs) not Adriana, Adriana. Yeah, you'll get it. Um, Last name is McGowan. Yay, this is my first episode of Raw Narrative. So welcome, everybody. So essentially, you guys get to hang out with me and learn a little bit about myself today and kind of like the essence of the podcast, you know, what we're going to be talking about in the next several weeks and beyond. So this is great. Like I said, I'm Adriana and I'll give you my like background story. So it all began. (laughs) Okay. So I was born in Michigan. you know, in 1995. So I'm 27. If you're wondering, I'll be 28 here next month. That's crazy. I'm getting old, (laughs) but I'm secretly like ready for 30. I don't know. It's just like the 28, 29 makes me feel old. But when I hit 30, I'm going to be like, yes. (laughs) So I was born in Michigan, raised in Florida. My parents moved to Florida when I was like two. So I was raised in central Florida, and a little town called Ocala. And it's not really so little anymore. Kind of, sort of. It's grown a lot, apparently. So it has like a lot of horses and I don't know, John Travolta lives there. <laughs> That's like the fun fact about Ocala that everybody is like, I've met John Travolta at the gym or whatever, you know, and it's like, cool. <laughs> and I remember I used to play softball and his jet would like fly above our softball field. <laughs> Anyways, so that's a fun fact about Ocala. I lived there up until I was 17. And when I was 17, around six, well, I was going to say I got into photography kind of like, I don't know, I was probably like 14. I got like my first, I think everybody had like the Sony point and shoot and I would take like the mirror photos with it. And post it on Facebook. But that was like my first camera. And I was obsessed with like taking nature photos. And I would go out into like the cul-de-sac of my yard and like try to like take pictures of ants and puddles <laughs> and things like that. And then I would take it to like family gatherings like Thanksgiving. And by the way, yesterday was Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And Hope you have had a fabulous time with your family and you'll get to learn that I am a huge like rabbit trail storyteller kind of personality. So I'll get off track and then try to get back on track. So (laughs) hello, 
Welcome to the adventures of raw narrative. So what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I got my point and shoot camera when I was like 14. And then from there, like I was really obsessed with taking pictures and like, I had like the dream, like this is when like Pinterest started coming out and it was like a big deal um, to like have a Pinterest board and like all the fun things. So I was seeing all these beautiful pictures on Pinterest and I was like, you know what? I really want to get a camera, like a DSLR camera. And when I was like 16, I think I was 16, like my parents surprised me with a Rebel T3 not the T3i, the T3. <laughs> and I was so excited. It had like the kit lens, you know, crop sensor camera body. I think it had like 12 megapixels. And I was just obsessed with like being able to zoom. And I fell in love with like being able to have bokeh, which I was like, oh my gosh, the fuzzy background. It's so cute. And I was like a teenager. So I really wanted to have like that background separation of my pictures and and then I did like I went on a missions trip well I was trying to raise money for like a missions trip to Peru and I did photos and charged like $50 for like a full photo session mind you I was just like figuring it out but I was trying to raise money to go to Peru and so like I advertised hey like people from my church or like people from the community or like I told my mom and she would like tell her coworkers or tell her colleagues that I was trying to raise money. And if anybody wanted updated photos, you know, whatever. So a few people took me up on that. Thank you. Those who supported me back in my like starter era, appreciate you. And they helped me get to Peru. So I would like take pictures and I used to like edit, I don't even know what program I used to edit on, but I did like these filters on the pictures because like back in the 2000s and like 2010s, it was like commonplace to put like those pictures, the, the filters on your pictures. So I would do that and then I would export them onto a thumb drive <laughs> and give them, or no, I think I did a CD-ROM. I want to say like I exported the pictures on a CD-ROM. So that's probably what I did. And then like would give it to them on a CD-ROM. <laughs> this is like before Jump Drive. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. And so that's basically how I got started in like using a DSLR. I was like, like I said, I was obsessed with like taking pictures. I would just take pictures of everything and everyone pretty much. And then I continued just like shooting for free and people would like tip me just for like shooting. And I was still learning like how to shoot manual and all of that. But, and then I went to college in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And so I took my camera with me and then I would shoot up there too. And I have a friend. Hi, Casey. <laughs> so we used to do like, she'd do a photo, a video and then I would do photo and like and stuff like that for like projects and now she's a videographer in Virginia Beach so hit up Casey Christian in Virginia <laughs> if you're looking for a videographer out that way but yeah so now that's that's what she's doing too for her profession but and then she said she I want to see if she would want to join my podcast sometime I think that'd be fun so I'll have to reach out to her but yeah so that's what that's kind of what I did and I just shot lots of pics and I just like 
wanted to really get serious about starting a business once I moved back from college. I moved back to Tampa Bay, and that is when I started getting really serious about like making this a business and like really tuning in. Like, yeah, I was able to learn like composition and like the essentials of photography during like all those practice sessions or free sessions that I would do. And living in Tampa, I was like, you know, let me go ahead and kind of upgrade my gear. So that is when the era of me meeting my husband and you guys will get to meet him here soon because we are going to share our story the next couple episodes. So I'm really excited about that. But that's when I met Tyler and I don't want to like dive too deep into that because I will fill you guys in the next episode on that. So stay tuned. We get to share lots of fun, exciting details about that season of life. But he really supported me through like really wanting to make this serious. So then I upgraded from the Rebel to, I got it like used, like a 60. I wanted like my first full frame camera. And then from there, I just took like family photos or just whatever I could shoot. And it was so much fun. Like I love shooting by the water because we lived like Tampa Bay area. So we'd go down to like Clearwater Beach and I would shoot or like Sunset Beach over in like where the sponge docks are. I forgot the name of the town. I'll have to like think of it again. But I would go out that direction and like... And it was so much fun. And then Tyler ended up, because his background is in finance. So we ended up moving for work, for his work, to the Charlotte area, hence where I reside now. And that's when I was like, okay, this is like brand new territory. I have to build everything from scratch is kind of like what it felt like. But I was really able to like grow and do like lots of fun shoots as well. And that's when I discovered like, let me get like a client management software and like really make this serious and set up my LLC and like do all the businessy side of things and like really prioritize like shooting. So that brings us to like, I started shooting weddings up here in the Charlotte area and fell in love with wedding photography, fell in love with the clients and like getting to meet them and getting to know their stories and getting to just really connect with them individually and like as a couple. And that's kind of like where we are today is like shooting weddings and that's just become like one of my big passions. But there's been like a lot of items I guess I could say that really got me to this point because I went through like this whole crisis of like oh man like I'm a creative but then I need to be like practical so maybe I should like go to nursing school so then I had this whole other saga of thinking I wanted to go to nursing school and I went through like all of the pre-nursing courses and like went through CNA school got CNA certified This is like through the process of thinking like, oh, I can be a photographer and be a nurse. And I really love like women's health 
and I love like connecting with the mamas and like labor and delivery. And so that was like the field that I wanted to concentrate on. So then I ended up deciding I was going to apply for like a mother baby position, like at every hospital in the Charlotte area with my CNA certification while I was, you know, my goal was to like work as a CNA, do photography and be in full-time nursing school. (gasps) Oh my gosh. And be a wife and have friends and all of the above. Yeah, it was crazy. So when I got hired on at a hospital and fell in love with like the actual job I was doing. I loved, cause I worked on the postpartum floor. So I loved working with the mamas and the babies and like learning how to like swaddle the babies. And at this point, like I had really bad baby fever. So this really helped me like overcome that because we just like need more time, you know, cause we were married in 2017. I don't know. We'll get there one day. But I was like, you know what? I don't have baby fever anymore because this is a lot of work. (laughs) So it really did suppress that for a long time. But I did love working with the babies, working with the mamas. Just, I don't know, just like hearing their stories because I'd always ask them if they had energy or whatever. Like, hey, like, what was your labor story like? You know, like just hearing her perspective And I just love hearing people like tell me like their background story or tell me, I don't know, just like give me a glimmer into their world so I can be like, oh my gosh, I'm like in in there with you. Like I want to be on the journey with you. And so, but it was cool because I was able to be like a part of their story. So that was like after a mom would have like a cesarean, I'd help like get her up and help with anything and everything like bathing the babies and being like an extension of the RN, basically, especially post Rona season, everyone was like super short staffed. Mind you, I was working nights. And so it really took away from everything. Like I, all my creative juices were gone. I was tired and I was not a fan of hospital culture. I'll leave it at that. But it kind of brought me to where I'm at today. So it really helped prompt me. And now I know I will never have regrets um, to, to be 100% into like what I love. And that is people and community and learning people's stories and being creative and being artistic. And yeah, so now... I'm a wedding photographer and I'm loving it. And you're listening to my first podcast about me. (laughs) So yeah, I'm trying to think like, I know it, that's just kind of like a summary of all of that. And like I said, there's a lot of like odd and ends of like how I ended up where I'm at today. You know, I'm also a musician. I love to sing. And I play the ukulele and the keys. So, yep, there's that aspect. I'm just kind of like a creative weirdo. You know, I I like grandma crafts. Like, you know, I'm not like good at it, but I can do it. Like I like knitting, but I only know like one stitch. (laughs) But it's fun. I love that. And then I love plants. 
it's like a fun hobby outside of photography because photography used to be my hobby, but now it's my business, which I'm in love with still, obviously. But like, if you're doing work, you need like another hobby. So plants is like my hobby. I'm also a dog mom. So we have Mango. He is my little Frenchie. He is like, I guess they call him like a red fawn Frenchie. And we got him when we were living in Tampa and his previous owners, they were going to use him as a stud for their other female Frenchies and decided they didn't want to go that direction anymore. And they rehomed rehomed him and he became our first son. (laughs) And then Halo is our Siberian Husky. When we got her, we called her our oops baby. And because we got her like a few weeks after Mango. And it was funny because Tyler and I, like when it was like some random Saturday and we were like, hey, like, let's go drive out like ter- towards like Sarasota area, which was like an hour and a half from where we were living. We lived in like Wesley Chapel area in, in the Tampa Bay area. So we drove down there and we like walked around the mall and then we were like, you know what? I'm bored. Like, are you bored? And he was like, yeah, I'm bored. And we looked at each other and we kind of like talked about it before, but we were like, do you want to go get a dog? And he you know, we're like, yeah, like, let's go get a dog. It's like so spontaneous. And so like I went on Craigslist and I saw this like batch of husky puppies and I was like, yeah, do you want to go get a husky? And he was like, yeah, let's get a husky. So we called the guy and he was like, yeah, you can come like look at him today. And he, we told him we wanted a female and So then he like had four, I want to say like four females and he put them like in the back of his SUV, like all these tiny, I mean, they were like, I think Halo was like 10 weeks. So they were like 10 week old Husky puppies and all in the backseat of his SUV. And he met us at a public location and we got to play with all the Husky puppies. And I remember Tyler and I said, you know what, like the first puppy that like gives us the most love and affection and like that's the one that we're going to be taking home with us so like like we held all the puppies and played with them all and halo was the most affectionate puppy and so we were like yes that's her she was the only one that gave us like little kisses and like was sweet and you know so that was like great. And then we brought her home and learned about her scream, I should say, like the husky shrill. We were living in an apartment at the time. I'm sorry, our neighbors. They had to hear our dogs. And we had like a neighbor underneath us who reminded us of like, Miss. I think his name was like Mr. Husk- Mr. Heckles. Is it from Friends? Like the mean neighbor that would take the broom and like pound on his ceiling, which would be like the floor of the apartment. Yeah, that was us. We literally had that guy banging on his ceiling because we lived on the third floor and he was on the second. So he would like bang. It was horrible. But then we moved to Charlotte with our dogs and we have a big backyard for them. So they run around and we don't have to worry about 
yeah, any of that anymore. I had like, yeah, I was like severely traumatized from that experience. Like experience. I used to get so scared because he would travel a lot and thinking that like that mean neighbor, like if I dropped something on the ground, let's say I needed to like get up in the middle of the night for something. And if I like ran into like accidentally kicked the door or like would drop something on the ground, I would think that he would start like banging on the walls and the ceilings again when he was gone. And so like when we moved to this house, I was thinking like anytime I dropped something, I was going to be like, oh no, like anxiety about like someone banging on the walls and stuff. And I was like, wait, it's peaceful here. I don't have to deal with that anymore. I don't know if anyone's ever lived in an apartment and felt like they were having to live their life on tip on their tiptoes, but yeah, we don't have to do that anymore. So that's great. But yeah, but now we're here in the Charlotte area. We are loving it and we love the community and our friends that we have. Everyone is so lovely, but yeah, I think the essence of everything is like, I just want this podcast to be like a place where we can just tell stories about real life situations, hear people's stories of like their wedding days, like crazy things <laughs> that have happened or the great things or all of the above and just like humanizing weddings. <laughs> Like humanizing the romanticized version of weddings. Yes, they're romantic and they're beautiful and they're lovely. And I'm in love with love and weddings and fun things, but things happen. I mean, like I've told this story probably a thousand times, like when Tyler and I got married and I will probably say this again on the next episode, but he literally ripped his pants up the crotch through the butt while we were taking our bride and groom portraits. Yeah, things happen. Did he have an extra pair of pants? No. Was it okay? Yes. Did we dance like crazy? Heck yeah. Did we take great pictures? Yeah, we did. And so like, you gotta like, expect that your day's are full of life. Every day is full of life. So why wouldn't our wedding days be full of life and life events? And I just really want this to be a resource for my couples and even for fellow creatives just to get good ideas and insight and talk about real life stories and things that have happened and talk about tips and tricks and things that we can do to prepare and think ahead and be practical too. But yet, like, let's laugh together and let's have a little comedy here. And I don't know, like, let's just enjoy it all and laugh at the funny things that happen or the crazy things or the fights that, <laughs> that happen. If some uncle got too drunk or whatever during a wedding and something crazy happened, you know what? These make for great stories. So I know I, I went ahead and posted for, I asked you guys to share some stories with me on my Instagram and I got like some really great ones. So I'm periodically going to do that. And if you ever think of a story that you would want to share with me, please let me know because I just want to talk about real life things and funny 
wedding things that have happened. So I think this could be a great resource for you guys to just sit back, enjoy, and prepare for wedding days and or just life in general and laugh about it. This could be even family. Yeah. And I think it's fun because, oh, my, one of, I was going to say one of my favorite aspects of being a wedding photographer is like you meet the couple and then like you get to capture like every moment from the beginning. So if it's like the proposal all the way up to like the engagement photos to the wedding day and then from the wedding day you capture their first like dog and like updated family photos and then from there like, the pregnancy announcement and then from the pregnancy announcement you capture their beautiful maternity photos I don't do birth photography I'm just gonna say that I know I talked about my postpartum stuff but I don't want to be on call so <laughs> I like knowing what my schedule looks like so that's that's why I won't do that but then I love capturing lifestyle so no I don't do infant studio photography that's that's not no I'll refer you to someone who can do that but I love like lifestyle so like by lifestyle I mean like we're in your home you're holding the baby candid mom and dad are in the photos so that's what I mean by like lifestyle get some cute close-ups of the baby but we're not doing like the styling and making the baby look like a marshmallow I mean it's cute but I'm not your girl for that but I'm your girl for all the other ones so hit me up for that oh yeah and then I am doing the puppy pop-up Guys, mark your calendar for the puppy pop-up. I know I'm technically full, okay? I booked every slot I allowed it. I, whatever. I'm, I booked every slot that I said I was going to have. But I might open up one or two more. It's on December the 2nd. Slots begin at 9. And so it's a morning pop-up mini, eight photos. So DM me on my Instagram account, Adriana McGowan Photography, if you're interested in that in the Charlotte area. But yeah, I've, I've been loving like these pop, the pop-up ideas. So I have another one in mind and I actually just made like my ad for it. I'll release more details here soon. So those will be here before you know it. But I just want to thank you guys for listening to my first episode of raw narrative guys look out for these my goal is to release them every friday so keep your ears out keep your eyes out and be on the lookout for the next episode i've got some fun fun things in store there but y'all are amazing thanks for watching raw narrative on youtube if you're watching and thanks for listening toodles this is Raw Narrative. Raw Narrative. Stories in the Raw.